Welcome to Pencil Leadership. I'm Chris Anderson, success and lifestyle entrepreneur, and I'm on a mission to help you realize your full potential so you can leave a positive mark on the world. So if you're ready, take out your pencils and let's begin. This is episode 134 with founder of Autism Rocks and Rolls, Sam Mitchell. And if you want to make a difference in the lives of others, share this episode, go over to Apple Podcasts and follow us there to leave a positive rating and review. And together we can leave a bigger positive mark on the world. We have Sam Mitchell on the show today. And Sam, he's just recently graduated high school um, and he has his own podcast called Autism Rocks and Rolls. And it is on fire, guys. His podcast is taken off uh, and growing uh, continuously. It's, it's a great show, but uh, and that's because his mission is to take the stigma off of autism and show people that he is not broken and that if they have autism, they are not broken. So if you want, you can check out his website at autismrocksandrolls.com. But uh, Sam, welcome to Pencil Leadership today. Yeah, thank you for having me. It's good to be here. Absolutely, Sam. So uh, yeah, I'm really excited to just have you kind of share throughout um, this journey of what it is to be a pencil leadership with the audience today. Um, so, but tell everyone you, you have autism and, um, you, what made you decide to take this journey first off of starting a podcast and, you know, getting rid of this stigma. After I joined my high school's media club, I decided to join a pod. I did. I, I, the, along with some of my peers ran Thundercast, but i learned I wasn't going to be a senior in high school forever. And I didn't learn to kind of do that. But, um, I, I figured the only way to continue my media skills was to start my own podcast. Hence autism rocks and rolls was born. That's, that's cool, man. It, and it's a really neat thing to see you do and build out, um, and kind of, you know, what you're doing exactly is getting rid of that stigma and showing people that, uh, you can be a success success and you can make a big impact no matter what. And no matter what, Fly Thursday, you can still be successful. Absolutely. There's a way, there's a way for everything. For sure. Successful. So I'm, I'm curious. So we're going to go through the five traits of pencil leadership with you and your perspective. perspective. Uh, the first one being a pencil has to be held to be guided to leave a positive mark. So along your journey so far, um, guides in our lives, mentors, coaches, teachers, things like that. Have you had any good role models, mentors, guides that have really helped you uh, on your journey so far to, to kind of step out on your own and, and, you know, start doing this? Yes. I would say my media mentor, Scott Carmichael, he um, taught me a lot of basics with media, but he's pretty cool. He's one of the school board members, but I would say he's probably one of my mentors and probably just a lot of the people I met along the way I could go on and on, but family, a lot of family is a lot of my mentors. I'm my grandfather as far as the biggest male mentor. And then my mother is probably the biggest female mentor. What are some things those mentors have taught you maybe uh, just personally about life? Have you had any big takeaways that have been like aha moments along your journey so far? Uh, well, grand, my grandfather has too much to count with that one. Um, Scott Carmichael, he's taught me probably that life happens and be more e easy. And then my mother, we've just been through hell and back in all uh, honesty yeah so you're you're learning strength and you're learning perseverance from these mentors to get you through and, and get you to that next level yes sir that's awesome and, and that kind of flows into the second trait of pencil leadership being that pencils have to be sharpened uh to be able to have a better mark to be able to leave a better mark on the world and so 
you've obviously been through some sharpenings. What, what have some of those sharpenings been in your life and what is, how's, how have you gotten through those? What do you mean by sharpenings? So sharpenings is in hard times, difficulties, things oh, okay. that hurt. Yeah. Okay, that makes more make sense. it better. Yep. Okay. That clarify it. Thank you. Yeah. So I would say definitely not having the social skills that a lot of people do have. Probably not learning that the social cues pretty quickly than others probably do. I'd also say a lot of telling off the wrong people, having no filter, um, anxiety. That's been a part of me. Um, lots of different types, social and anticipatory anxiety. So it's not just anxiety and depression that they always say. It's anxiety, a different type, a different type of anxiety. It's the anxiety sandwich, I guess is what you can call it. <laughs> I got you. So what if... What's it been like with all those kind of sharpenings that you've been through those hard times and what's helped you get through those or be on your, on your way through those? Okay. I'll continue with your pencil leadership. When, when the pencil broke, I got back up. Mm, yeah. You mended, you mended, the break and you resharpened it. You used what you had left, right? Yeah. So do you find that, do you find that it was hard? And, and again, you don't have to answer any of the questions that I ask. Obviously, you can just say no comment or whatever. But uh, when you first got into school, was there was there bullying? Was there oh, yeah. negativity towards oh, you still? Yes, I've dealt with bullying a long time. I mean, I think it's, I dealt with it a lot probably throughout the school. Sometimes, though, I did not realize it, and that's what bothered me the most. They, is that I had to be told, hey, you know they're bullying you, right? Or or telling you that, hey, this person's bullying you, or not even knowing at all. And I probably, there were probably times that I have not known, and those probably, if I learned, I would bite me in the ass. I mean, yeah. in all honesty. Yeah. So how how that make you feel? I guess during those moments. Um, pretty sad. Pretty sad, brother. I just don't get why. I mean, I'm an honest. I mean, I knew bullying probably was going to happen from when I was told when I was told. But not telling is what really stinks. It really does. So what? How do you approach those? Have you do you saw those bullies, or have you been able to kind of remedy those situations? Not anymore. Adulthood, they're more accepting and more appreciative. Not people my not people though probably uh, twenty one or younger. I mean twenty or younger. Excuse me. What helped you heal through those moments of bullying? What helped you mend and resharpen? Um, probably my mind. Um, probably just with age growing up and a lot of pro wrestling. That's probably what helped me. Okay, Watch elaborate. Uh, pro wrestling. How 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 so? You want it, some of the characters you want to be, and some of the characters you can relate to. Mankind. I mean, Mick Foley's one of my favorites. I have the honor of. I didn't. I didn't meet him. I saw him again the other day at in, at the comedy attic in Bloomington, Indiana. And how'd that go? Oh, that was awesome, buddy. Well, the I had the honor of meeting him once when I found out he was gonna be an indie for a meet and greet at a toy store. Um, then I I always said on my podcast like, "Who's your dream guest?" Mick Foley. I was on a wrestling podcast called the AC. A lot of behind the scenes stuff that happened me to let him to have another surprise meeting with him and then i got to um um have him on my show and then we went to the thing and the best part was my mother had the autism rocks and roll shirt on it wasn't it wasn't this one but it was a different one and she said he was like autism rocks and rolls he's like 
wait a minute. And then the and then the gong went off like, oh, I was on there. <laughs> hey, how you doing, buddy? That's awesome. That's cool that he had that connection. So what makes you what what makes you look to him? I know you can relate. How how so? How do you relate? Well, first of all, um, there are four things. One, he he has all these pretty crazy alter egos, as pro wrestling fans know. So I think sometimes uh, his egos. Let's start off with Cactus Jack. Man, the nut nutso. I'm kind of a nutso too, so it works out. So that's the first one. The serious, more serious ones to me are mankind. He is a little um. As the first version of Mankind, 1996, he was um, deranged and, you know, a little bit psychopath and little, what I call not right in the head. And I've heard so much that sometimes I think we're not right in the head and yet we can't be successful. Yet here's Mankind selling out tickets. And then the friendlier version of Mankind is he was the underdog that nobody thought would win because he's your next door neighbor. You didn't think I'd be successful, yet here I am. Then Dude Love, um, he was um, like the people who got all the women. Like he's basically like a Shawn Michaels copy, um, like a flamboyant type person, funny type person. That's that's sometimes who I envision to be. I gotcha. Okay, so you want to be that that person that people everyone likes. Yeah, that's and awesome. hum- and or with humbleness mm. that's another reason why he's so he's so humble that i'm trying to i want to be humble that's I always, awesome i now say i but i always say i want a job that even on media uh-huh. or making a difference yeah that's cool man and that's a that's a neat way to look at things and, and incorporate wrestling in their characters um to our lives it's a really neat perspective and, and I'm curious with that, you said you're trying to be more humble, and I think we all could be. I think we all have our moments of um, not being humble. But the third trait of pencil leadership is that a pencil has an eraser because sometimes a pencil might make the wrong mark and can work on fixing that mistake. And same thing in our life. So do, looking back through your journey so far, have you made a mistake that you kind of like, oh, crap, like I should not have done that? Oh, yeah. Or like, why did I do that? Probably with the journey. Um Something I was very, I was very strict with this, with season one. I was very regimented with it. I probably should have learned to lay back and do some other stuff that my editor suggested. But I was like, no, this is how we're doing it. End of story, basically. But I probably should have learned to keep it more cool and chill. And not see if not able to not get as frustrated easily. Yeah. So, so it sounded like a little bit of ego and a little bit of just uh, a little bit of anger that's happened. In, in life that you're like oops shouldn't have done that kind of stuff sometimes yeah the filter and it goes back i mean that's not having that filter that goes back to the oops uh huh. <laughs> so how do you when you when you make a mistake and again you're not alone we all make mistakes i'm there, right there with you how do you work on or what's your response do you immediately try to go and fix those and remedy those solutions or yeah because I, yeah. I feel bad at the end of the day and it mm. might and it haunts me the main thing to do with the blunt is just apologize. Yeah. I mean, they may not forgive you at the end of the day because you can't cross it, but it shows that you're the bigger character by apologizing at the end of the mm. day, in my opinion. That's a good, that's a, that's a really good testament to your character, too, uh, is being able to just realize that and then go and take the steps, even though sometimes that can be hard, right? To, to apologize and say, hey, we're in the wrong. Oh, it's not easy anymore. I mean, yeah. you get, after you get used to apologizing with your filter so much, you <laughs> you're so used to it. 
Yeah, that's true. Practice makes perfect perfect in anything. And that's even true in apologizing, I think. So uh, it's a, it's an interesting journey because there's always different things that we can slip up and mess up in. And uh, we're continuously growing, I think in those, in those regards. Um, and, and you mentioned, so you mentioned humility, wanting to be better there, you know, your filter or lack of sometimes things like that. And the fourth trait of pencil leadership is that no matter what a pencil looks like on the outside, uh, it can look real brand new and nice like this. It doesn't matter if there's no lead on the inside to leave a mark. And that's the most important part. And so for us, that's our character. That's our heart. Um, and so what are some big character pieces that you hope to impact the world with? And uh, what are what are you doing right now to try to use those? To show others that no one is broken. they Everyone is basically disabled, if you think about it. Yeah. How so? Um, well, I think we all have our struggles. I'm not the best at math. I mean, it ain't going to happen. I can do basic two plus two for you. That's <laughs> it. But I bet there's someone who's not on the other side who doesn't have the English brain or the science brain or even a picture photographer brain. That's someone else's strength. So technically, yes, we are all disabled. I like that. It's because it's that's the whole kind of premise of pencil leadership is to help people see their true potential uh, and the purpose that they are created for. Um, so I like that. I like your your kind of internal character there of wanting to help people better themselves and use their strengths and understand that we're not good at everything, um, but we are we are blessed with certain things that we can use to to make a better uh, make a difference in the world. So. Um, that, that was a, that's a really good point. I like that. And so with that, like, I'm excited to hear more about your journey and this is where I want you to kind of elaborate on, on, you know, autism rocks and rolls and, and everything you're doing there, because the fifth trait of pencil leadership is that we all are created uniquely and with a purpose to leave our mark on the world. And so when everything is said and done for you, what do you hope your mark is and how are you working to leave that mark? I'm hoping to leave that mark by definitely taking the negative stigma, obviously, but also just to spread it, not awareness. I don't call it autism awareness, but to spread autism acceptance, to let others see that, oh, he's just like me or the guy in the wheelchair. Oh, he's just like me. We're people, right? Yep. We're all people. So what is, what's your, what do you, I know you have your podcast, you have your website. So what you do speaking, right? I'm pretty sure. Uh, elaborate on that. Motivational speaking. You do motivational um, speaking? Yes. Um, so I'm using a book right now to practice like little mock speeches. But the good news is I got a big hit in uh, February 2022 where mm -hmm. I get to go to Broken Arrows, Oklahoma and speak for them at an autism con convention or conference. I'm not for sure which one. That's cool. So how, how excited are you for that? Oh, I'm excited about it. Yeah. Is that a big I, crowd there? I didn't expect, you know, the travel out of Indiana with this journey. That's but, cool, uh, man. That's really awesome. I'm, that's that's exciting to hear. And so you've just been speaking around Indiana right um, now and right. until then? But trying to. Okay. We're, we're trying there, but we haven't had much um, hits. But we'll okay. be honest with you. That's but okay. We're definitely doing our best. We're definitely hey. doing, doing a lot of mock speeches for practice. Let's put There it you go. And now you're going to Broken Bow. So that's a huge... Broken arrow. Try to oh, go broken there. arrow. Sorry, I broken oh, okay. broken both Texas. That. Yeah. So, so what do you speak on? Um, basically, well, there's a lot of things I could speak okay. on. 
employment because not okay. a lot of people on the, on the spectrum are getting jobs or they can't keep a job. Okay. Um, being included for sure, mm -hmm. fitting in. Um, and definitely making friends and why it's so difficult. Yeah. So why is it so difficult from your perspective? Why is it so difficult to make friends? Because 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 conversations are too fast. I mean, they really are. You want to talk about what you want to. But yeah, there's a guy who knows everything about Dragon Ball Z. You didn't know nothing about it. But also, it's the fact that, you know, they're speaking like too fast. And I know we in America, I'm guilty of it. I'm probably the fastest talker alive. <laughs> but it's harder when you're hearing someone else talk fast. And it's frustrating, but I'm also sympathetic because I do it too. Yeah. So is that in the moment, do you just say, hey, I apologize, but um, could you slow down a little bit? Or do you just kind of let them go? Let it go. Because I okay. don't want them to think, like talk, why? <laughs> like, I don't want to think like that. Like, okay. I'm not going to do that at all. I got gotcha. you. So, so I'm excited for you. How long have you had your podcast? Since October 2019. Awesome, man. So we started about the same time. That's awesome. Um, I started just a month after you. So it's, it's a cool thing to see where you're going. So you, I'm going to, I'm going to guess, uh, I'm going to let you answer, but I think I know who has been your favorite guest so far on your podcast. Oh, well, I've had others, but Mick, okay. Mick Foley was one of them. Yeah. But the other, my fa other favorite, just because I think he was pretty cool, is James Durbin. He was the okay. fourth runner-up of the 2011 American Idol season. Oh, cool. Okay. He had autism, but also Tourette's. And then my oh, other right. favorite, he's a he's a video game developer with autism from Grand Rapids, Michigan. He's, his name's Peter Lance, and I thought those two were pretty, pretty cool people, honestly. That's awesome. That's really cool, man. Well, I know you're making a difference uh, and, and, you know, just keep, keep doing it. You're created to, you know, leave a positive mark in the world. And that's what you're doing. And it's so awesome to see you, you know, stepping into your strengths and, and really doing that. So where can people connect with you more to find out more about what you're doing and just, you know, maybe shoot you a message and say, Hey, thanks so much for doing what you're doing. Uh, yeah. So if you want to listen to my podcast, you can, Find me on Podbean, Spotify, YouTube, Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, LinkedIn, Stitcher, iHeart, Listen Notes, Spreaker, Pandora, and YouTube. My website is Autism Rocks and Rolls. has everything for more information. But if you want to contact me or leave a simple thank you or whatever, either email me at info at autismrocksandrolls.com or call me at 812-797-9045. Or if you want to talk to my editor for something, contact her at at the same email or call her cell at 812-699-7811. Awesome. Well, yeah, guys, definitely get connected with Sam and just what he's doing with autism rocks and rolls. It, it's a great cause. It's a great message. He's doing really amazing things for that community. And uh, yeah, just reach out, connect and support him on his journey. Again, Sam, thanks so much for being on Pencil Leadership today. You're welcome, bud. And thanks so much for tuning into this episode today. If you found value at all from this episode, please leave a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. It just helps us get this show, these messages out in front of more people. And don't forget to share this with someone who you think could benefit from listening to as well. Now let's go out and be pencil leaders.